Amen. Amen. What's up, Rock Church? Can we all, can we all before we say anything, in all the campuses, San Ysidro, El Cajon, uh, North County, and our micro sites uh, all over, especially in, uh, in Coronado, can we give all our moms a stand ovation, stand for them and honor them today? God bless you. Let's give them a big hand. Give me a hand. Everybody say, Mom. Amen. Before you sit down, can you tell the moms around you, God bless you, we love you and appreciate you. If your mom is here, your wife is here, give them a big kiss or something, something. Hopefully all you moms got roses in all our campuses, and if you didn't, get them on your way out. Uh, please don't take two, just get one. We love you, we love you, but only one, only, we only love you uh, worth one rose, that's it. <laughs> we don't have enough for two, but anyway, God bless you and thank you for being, uh, thank you for doing the job that men cannot do. Can I get amen, fellas? Amen. amen. Starting with birth. Uh, my wife went through 12 hours of labor, 24 hours of labor, and 49 hours of labor consecutively. Our kids had doubled every time, and I was praising the Lord Jesus I was not a woman. I can, women are so much pound for pound tougher than men. I just, that's all I got to say. And so God bless you women for not only birth, but just uh, having the patience and the consistency and the passion and love for your children. Uh, and be with them day in and day out and taking care of them and, and, and then trying to keep your man happy and all the stuff you got to do. And it's just a supernatural job. Thank you to my wife and I love you, my wife, for being a great mom. <laughs> my sister sitting next to my wife, so I'm throwing kisses and my sister's doing like this. I don't <laughs> um, before we pray, um, I wrote an article that's in the uh, Union Tribune today. It was online last night in the UT about Floyd Mayweather's fight and the lesson that we can all learn from what happened at his fight. Whether you're into boxing or not, I would encourage you to read it and more importantly, send it to a friend. Uh, the reason I write the articles in the newspaper is to get the word of God out and, and encouragement to the larger community. And so if you can uh, check that out, it's in the, in the paper today. And the op-ed uh, section, opinion section, so I appreciate you. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. And, and we also have an app called Gospel Central where every week we feature a, a gospel, a testimony, so people can get saved. So we encourage you to share it with people. Don't just do it for yourself and read it for yourself or watch the videos for yourself. We want you to share it. Amen? Amen. Let's stand and, and pray today. Lord God, we thank you so much for our mothers. We thank you for our moms that aren't here, that have gone to be with you. We pray you comfort uh, those moms' families, their kids, their siblings, their spouses, their friends. And we pray that you would just bless us and may we be a blessing to our moms. And Lord, I pray you challenge us today in our time with you, in our quiet time with you. Challenge us to be about uh, sitting alone, listening to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone next to you a high five, a hug or If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you to The Rock. My name is Miles, I'm the pastor of The Rock. And if you have a Bible, what we usually do is hold our Bibles up, whether it be on your phone or iPad or, or old school, a book. Uh, we'll hold it up and say word on the count of three. One, two, three, say word. Very good. Let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 10. Luke. Luke, chapter 10. Matthew, Mark. Luke, Mateo, Marco, Lucas. Luke, chapter 10, capítulo 10. My wife's 
love language is quiet, quality time. Quality time. That means the best way for me to love her, invest in her emotionally and fill her emotional tank is to spend quality time with her. Quality time is uninterrupted time where I give her my undivided, uninterrupted attention. The problem is that's not my love language. I'm ADD, ABC, OCD, ESPN, and OTC. <laughs> OTC is off the chain, ESPN is, I just got to have stuff happening all the time. So a lot of times she'll say, you know, uh, we're together, but you're distracted. I'm texting, I'm thinking, I'm off in space mentally, uh, you know, writing something on the phone. She says, even though you're there, you're not there. I need you to be here. The love language is the primary way you give and receive love. There are five love languages. Uh, one is um, words of affirmation. Another one is gifts. Pastor Robert Morris was here last week talking about gifts. I'm sure you enjoyed Pastor Robert Morris last week. Amen. If you weren't here, you need to get uh, the third part of our series, which was last week when Pastor Robert talked about uh, the, the principle of first and giving God first. You need to get that message. Uh, and, and today we're going to talk about quality time. And next week we're going to talk about, I believe, uh, uh, acts of service and then physical touch. Five love languages. And so my wife's love language is quality time. My love language is not quality time. So I had to ask her, how can I have quality time with you? You need to explain this to me so I can do it the way you want. Because a true lover, which is the title of our series, is someone who loves somebody else according to their love language, not the love language you have. It's very important. If your love language is words of affirmation, but the person you're loving is quality time or gifts, you need to love them according to their love language because you're loving them for their benefit, not necessarily your benefit. You're loving them for their benefit. And so I said, tell me, tell, me, tell me how to do quality time. And she says, well, we just spend time together. I said, by no, but we have to do something when we're spending that time together. Got to get something done. Got to accomplish something. Got to have a, an objective and a goal. She said, no, no, no. No objective, no goal. We just have to be together. I know, but what do we, what do, we do when we be? You just can't be. Can we read a book? Can we, can, we, can we watch TV? Can we talk? I mean, you know, it's gotta, what is it? She says, whatever just happens. I was like, okay, let's, let's do it right now. <laughs> so I was just having quality time. <laughs> then, then I said, how long do we be this for it to qualify to be quality? <laughs> there's a time, there's a quality. So obviously you can see we had issues it's been 31 years trying to figure that out. There is a correlation between how we love people and how we love God. And a true lover, which is the title of our series, is someone who loves other people according to their love language, which, by the way, you can figure out what your love language is. Right in your lesson plan, there's a little link you can get and go to a website and learn about the love languages. There's five of them. And which one you have and which one the people in your life have. But because there's, a, because there's a correlation between how we love God and how we love people, we also need to love God according to his love language. And God has all five. He made us in his image, but he gave us a little bit of something that he has. But he's all of it. And so in this series, we've been learning about how do we love God according to his love language. And because loving God and worshiping God are synonymous, really we're learning how to worship God. Worship God is not singing a song. You can actually sing a song and not worship. Now, yes, you can, you can worship God by singing, but singing, worshiping through singing is only one part of worship. We worship God by giving him words of affirmation, which is a love language. We worship God by giving him gifts. You saw that last week with your tithes and offerings or any gift you give him, your heart. You worship God through acts of service, which we're going to talk about next week, and physical touch. And this is going to be a very interesting one, how we worship God through physical touch. But today I want to talk about worshiping God through quality time, through giving God your undivided attention. God would love for you to give him your undivided attention. 
And most of you would claim you're Christian, and, and I would encourage you after this message that you listen to this message with the intent in this whole series, with the intent that you are going to do it. Because God deserves it and he wants it. He wants your undivided attention. My grandson turns one next week, which I can't believe it's been a year already. He's already riding a bike. He's, he's in school. He's learning how to read. He's advanced. <laughs> his mom said she, he was advanced like in his first week of life. He's advanced. He can poop on his own. <laughs> but when I'm with him, he's, he's just like he's all over the place. You know, he's like he wants to see every little sound. He's like this. I'm like, pay attention right here. Talk to me. He can't talk, but talk to me. I want you to look at me for a minute. Just focus. God says, I want quality time with you. So we're going to look at a story. We're going to learn a little bit about quality time and give you some understanding and direction on how you can have better quality time. Uh, uh, say amen if you would love to improve the quality of your time with God. Amen. amen. Very good. Hopefully this today will help you. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, a story about Mary and Martha. Do we have any woman in here or in any of the campuses, raise your hand, if your name is Martha? Any Martha's? We have a Martha. Hey, how you doing? Any other Martha's? That's an old school name, Martha. How about Mary or Maria? I won't, I won't ask you to do anything. You're kind of like, I'm not going to. Got a couple of Marias down here. You don't have a son named Jesus, do you? <laughs> Just checking. Verse 38. It happened as Jesus and his disciples went, entered a certain village, a certain woman named Martha. Everyone say Martha. Martha. Welcomed him into her house. She had a sister named Mary. Everyone say Mary. Mary. Uh, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Quality time. Martha was distracted, unquality time, with much serving, and she approached him and said, with attitude, Lord, don't you care my sister is over there tripping, sitting down, listening at your feet, eating bonbons, and she ain't helping me. What's up with that? Tell her to get up and help me. That's what she said. Y'all got the King James Version? I got the Don King Version, okay? Jesus said, Martha, Martha. Everyone say, Martha, Martha. Martha. Everyone look over here, if you're in Point Loma, say, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Why are you tripping? <laughs> Why are you worried and troubled about many things? One thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Martha, there's only one thing that's important. And Mary's have, Mary has figured it out. It's not being busy. It's being quiet. It's sitting, listening to my word. I want to talk to you about having quality time with God for, for the purpose of you improving your quality time with God. This is so important that you have good quality time with God every single day. Caradilla. Every day. Now, I want to talk to you about the mechanical aspects. Everyone say mechanical. And then the devotional. Say devotional. Say mechanical. This is kind of who, what, where, how, why, and how. And then the devotional is what you're supposed to accomplish. Because if you can, if you, you can fulfill the mechanical and miss the whole point. You can actually worship the mechanical and miss the whole point. Okay, mechanical, it's in your notes. Num number one, get a time. When are you going to spend time with God? And you can write down a time sometime today in that spot. I'm going to do it at X o'clock in the morning or in the afternoon or at night. And I would challenge you and encourage you that this time is a time when you can keep it no matter what. It's not like 11 o'clock in the morning where you might have a meeting, you might have to go to work, you might have, no, no. Give it a time when you, there is nothing else for you to do but God. 
Show of hands, how many of you make appointments with other people? This is your God appointment. Put God in the calendar. You have birthdays in the calendar. You have Christmas in the calendar. You got vacation in the calendar. You have all kind of appointments. Put God in the calendar. And as we learned last week, God's time needs to be scheduled before anybody else's time. And then it says in your notes, put a place. Where are you going to meet with God? What chair, what couch, what floor, what tree, what rock? What path are you going to walk down? You don't have to necessarily sit. Some people are kinesthetic, like to walk around. I can't sit for too long, so I, I get up and walk around. I sit, then I walk around, then I sit, and I lay on the ground, I roll around, and then I whatever. I sit, because I got I got to move. I'm like a shark, can't stop. If I die, if I'm gonna die, if I'm a shark, you know that sharks, if they if they some fish have to move to get oxygen through their lungs, if they if they stop too long, they'll die. That's me. I'm a shark. Just I just figured that out just now. That's why I got to move. But the point is, it's going to be this time in this place. This place could be a chair, it could be a room, it could be a space, it could be a field or whatever. But every day, I would just encourage you every day, why? Can you ever go with God a day without spending time with God? That would be the spirit of that. I'm going to be here. And then three things you want to do during that time, and then we'll talk about what you want to accomplish. Very quickly, say read. You want to get input of God. It's a word. Read. Reflect, think about it. It's all in your notes right there in front of you. Read, reflect, and then respond. You want to make sure you're going to spend time reading something or receiving input from God, reflecting on it, and then responding to it. That's somewhat the mechanical. Everyone say mechanical. Now, that's important, but it is more important for you to understand you can kind of go through a mechanical, especially the time and place of just reading something, and miss Jesus. Now, if you hear his voice and respond, that's great. That's what we're going to get to in a minute. But you can say, I'm going to sit down and read my Bible, and I'm going to go through the motion, but miss Jesus. I'm going to go to church, Jesus' word, and miss Jesus. I'm going to go to church and sing and miss Jesus. I'm going to read my Bible, study, and learn all the books of the Bible, and learn all this theology and doctrine, and miss Jesus. You can actually do that. And I'm not saying all that stuff is bad. All that stuff is fantastic as long as you get Jesus. And so the mechanical is i got a time and a place, and I'm going, to, I'm going to read the Bible. But you want to make sure in that time and place you accomplish the devotional side. And that's what I want to spend the next few minutes talking about, the devotional side. Three things, and I'm sure there's many other than three, but three things I want to make, I encourage you to focus on that you actually get done every single day. Now, let me say this. If you have a time in the morning when you pray, a time in the morning when you read your Bible, all oh, that's great. You could have quality time with God and should practice establishing quality time with God all day. Not just that moment. In other words, the principles can carry as you're driving to work as you're in conversation, as you're in conflict, as you're doing your job, in your school, all day. Now, I would encourage you not to replace this time in the beginning of your day all alone because during the day you're distracted with all kinds of stuff. But you can still connect with God all day. My point is this, do both. The beginning of the day kind of sets your day straight. If you ever woken up one day and you were late, your alarm clock didn't go off, you didn't figure out what you were going to wear or you, or you got what you were going to wear, then it didn't match, and you had to figure out something else, then you had to iron something, and then you were late and your coffee spilled on your thing and you forgot your phone and you forgot your appointment. And you ever have a day like that? Can I say that, amen? And then the whole day is like, and then you get to work and your hair, you, you forgot to comb your hair. And you forgot to brush your teeth. You didn't realize you've got to brush your teeth until halfway through the day. And someone say, you know, your, brother, your breath is kicking like Jackie Chan. You ever done that? <laughs> and you're like, that's why people keep walking away from me when I'm talking to them. Versus saying, I'm going to make sure I got time in the beginning of my day to have God order my thoughts, order my steps, calm my heart, clear my thoughts, go ahead of me, tell me what I need to do. Now I'm going to take the presence of God that I just established and I'm taking it with me all day. Are you feeling me? This is so important and I'm going to tell you 
This is what walking with God is. Walking with God is not coming here on Sunday every other week. That's coming here on Sunday every week, every other week. Now, it could be part of it, which I would say come every week and get involved. But walking with God is walking in the presence and influence, under the influence of God. So three things I want to challenge you to get accomplished during this time and then they get accomplished during your day. Number one, listen to God. Right there in your notes. Listen to what God says. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 28, it's on the screen. Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am the one I claim to be. And that I do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. You know what Jesus says? only thing I say is what I hear the Father say. When you're in your space at your time, God, I'm listening. If all you do is sit there and just da 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 God's like, what was that? My wife is sitting here, I'm sitting next to her, and we're supposed to be spending time together. And an hour later, I go, okay, we'll get done, or, you know, or whatever. She said, that, that, what was that? You were distracted the whole time. It wasn't quality time. God says, I, want call, I don't want time, I want quality time. I want you to listen to me. What God has to say to you is way more important than what you have to say to him. Uh, let me say that slow because I, 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 want, I want that to marinate, soak in. What God has to say to you is infinitely more important than what you have to say to him. Not only does he know what you already have to say, even though he wants you to say it, it's his response. That's the whole story. God, I'm listening. That takes time. I don't hear him. Be patient. Be patient. It is so hard to be disconnected from all electronic communication with the planet Earth for a period of time. To hear God speak, and here's what God, I, 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 I'm not going to speak for God, but I'm going to speak for God. God's going to like, I want to see how long you're going to wait. Am I worth a half an hour? Is what I have to say to you about that guy you're getting ready to date worth you waiting an hour? Because if you can wait an hour, I can save you 20 years of pain. Can I get amen? amen? I can save you millions of dollars you're going to waste with that investment or that business partner. How long is that worth? God is speaking to you right now, some of you, saying, when are you going to give your life to me? When are you going to trust me with your business decisions, your relationship decisions? When are you going to trust me with your education decisions? When are you going to trust me that I really want to bless you and change your life for the better and stop trying to do it yourself? He just wants to know that. And he's, and he's been saying that, saying that quality time is saying, God, I'm listening, and God, I'm hearing you. Write it down. I would challenge you that every day when you spend your quality time with God, that you get a pen in your hand or something you can write with and say, I am not going to get up until I hear something that I can write down that God said. I want you to challenge yourself that. Because listen, listen, listen. Say you, you spend a half hour going, okay. Okay. little small voice is going to say something to you and it's always going to be in agreement with the word of God because God cannot deny himself. He cannot contradict his own word. So whenever you hear a voice in your heart that, sound, that is biblical, just write it down. Just write it down. God wants me to start a church. That's dumb. It is. Write it down. He'll, he'll repeat it. Believe me, if he wants you to do it, he'll repeat it. Number two, number two, after you hear what God says, do what God does. Oh, sucky, sucky now. Do what God does. John 5, 19. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. Everybody say, I can do nothing by myself. Jesus said, I can only do what I see the father doing. Because whatever the father does, that's what I do. I don't know if you ever walked in a restaurant, at a church, at school, and you saw someone hurting, 
crippled, crying, discouraged, having an argument, and you felt this sense that you should go help. Anybody? I bet you God was saying, I want to go help them, and I want you to do it. The Bible says Jesus would heal only the people he saw the Father healing. God, show me what you want me to do. And in those instances, your heart started beating and you got hot because you're, you fast-forwarded to the embarrassment of what would happen if it didn't work out the way you wanted. And the Spirit of God would have said, it ain't about you. It's not about you. Matter of fact, I might even have you go pray for someone and nothing happened then so you could see it, just so you can trust me more and see that what the world calls failure is way overrated. Because a lot of times you're praying for people, you don't know what's going on in their heart. You don't know what's going to happen later. And it's not about you, it's about them and God. And then you saying, God, I'll, I'll do it no matter what happens. God, show me what you want me to do. Here, here you are in early in the morning. If you do it early in the morning, uh, Lord, I hear you. Show me what you want me to do. And, Lord, all day long, I'm going to be looking for your direction. Quality time. I got quality time driving down the street. Me and God are talking driving down the street. Me and God are talking walking through the mall. Especially walking through the mall because I'm stressed when I get to the mall. <laughs> and I'm saying, Lord, show me the exit. Show me the exit. <laughs> or if I have to go shop, and I usually shop once a year. Maybe twice. Show me what I need to buy in the first store I go to. I don't want to get in long conversations with the salesperson. I don't want to know. I don't, I don't, I don't buy. I'm good. I'm good. Right there. I want, you want to try them on? Nope. They're good. Let's just get, ring it up. I got to go. Lord, guide and direct me. And then God says, no, I want you to spend time. Because this person who's selling you these pants needs prayer. Quality time. Before you buy the pants, ask her how she's doing. I'm ministering to her. I want you to do the same thing. Quality time. I'm not doing my little check the box and then go about my day. I'm spending time with God all day. And then at night reviewing, can you imagine if every night when you went to bed, you said, God, how did I do today? Did I miss anything? Fool, you haven't talked to me in a week. <laughs> miss anything when? Three days ago? Today? What are you talking about? There were 19 people I sent you away today. 19. Remember when you got the car dealership and you said, how are you doing? And that girl and the, and the lady said, uh, I'm doing fine and dropped the head. Did you ever think why she dropped the head? Because I whispered in your head, ask her again. And you didn't listen. Quality time. That's what God wants. Quality time. Number three, after you listen to what God says and do what God does, and you tell him, God, show me what you are doing today. Show me what you're doing throughout the day. Number three, you need to love like God loves. In John 17, this is the true Lord's Prayer where Jesus actually prays to the Father. He says in verse 26, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you, Father, known to them in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This is very interesting. Jesus says to the Father, Father, I have made you known to them. I have revealed you to the people so that the people may love me like you love me. Can you imagine if you said to God, God, teach me to love your son like you. Imagine all day you're listening. Speak to me. You're watching. Show me. You're loving. Fill my heart with your love for the Son. And the Father said to you, 
I want you to encourage people today. The Father showed you, I want you to pray for that person today. And the Father said to you, I want you to love my son by trusting him. I want you to love my son by surrendering your life to him. I want you to love, love my son by asking him to forgive you of your sin. Can you do that? I want you to love my son by truly worshiping him with all your heart instead of going through the motions. I want you to love my son by being in fellowship with my people, by serving with my people, by being generous. I want you to love my son by laying your life down at the cross that he died on for your sin. That's what I want you to do. And if you were to ask God, God, fill my heart with love for Jesus like you have. Lord, fill my heart with love for Jesus that you have. God would change your heart. Not just I'm going to go to church and fulfill an obligation. I want to hear you. I want to have time where you transform me. And the more quality time you spend with God, the more he's going to change you, mold you, shape you. The contrast to that is that once a week, Three times a week, you go, okay, what am I going to read today? Read a psalm, a proverb, okay, I did it. And then go about your day. That makes God puke. That's not a relationship to me. I don't want that. I won't receive that. I will only receive true worship. So I want you to set, rearrange your life and put me in the calendar. And put me in your day. Make provision for me. And throughout the day, you and I are talking, listening. I'm showing you things. I'm guiding and directing your life. And in all your decisions, your relationship decisions, your financial decisions, your business decisions, your strategic decisions for your life, that I'm involved and you're listening to me in all those decisions instead of you ruining your life and then coming to me saying, let me fix it. Give me time on the front end. How many of y'all are dating somebody right now? Raise your hand if you're dating somebody right now. Real, real high. Some of y'all are like, I don't, even, I don't know if I'm dating this person anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want them to see. He's ready. Um. <laughs> Raise your hand real high if you're dating somebody real quick. Here's what I would challenge you to do. Let me save you headache. Without that person in the presence, by yourself say, God, is this the one? Tell me. Is this the one? Some of y'all are like, I don't want to ask that question because I already know the answer and I don't like it. <laughs> well, there you go. There, I'm not trying to break you up. I am not trying to break you up. What I am trying to do is save you a headache of a life Hallelujah. where you end up getting a divorce and you have kids and then you, now you messed up their life. And I'm not saying if your parents got divorced, your life is messed up, but it's more headache than not. If you have a business, you're getting ready to invest money, whatever it is, God, show me. And as you're signing the deal, God, do you want me to do this? As you're buying the car, God, do you want me to do this? Quality time. And you can even say to the car dealer, hey, here's all the papers. And say, uh, Mr. 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 Swindle, I mean, Mr. 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 Car dealer. They're not swindles, I'm only joking. Mr. Mr. Car dealer. Some, some, some people try to get you, but then I'm not saying they're all like that because they're, they're not. But Ms. Mr. Dealer, can, can you give me a minute for a minute? Oh, yeah, do you need time, your, your wife? No, I need to talk to God. <laughs> what are you going to talk to God about? Well, first, you. <laughs> I just want to pray for you. And I want to know if I'm supposed to do this. I bought a car I shouldn't have bought. I, uh, 30 years ago, and I, I had to get rid of it. I knew that from the day I bought it. And when I bought it, I sold it to a guy. Uh, and you know what he said when he was signing the paper? I, I had him, I, I was doing the deal. He says, I don't even know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> God was taking that thing away from me. I was like, thank the Lord I got rid of this car. <laughs> my encouragement to you, and this is going to be how I want to end today. I want to encourage you to spend and commit 
to spending time with God every day this week. And you sit and you make room for him. You make room for him. And you sit quietly and you listen. And you write down what he says. And then all day you make room for God. He is with you all day and you listen to him. A lot of times when I see people in the community, I'll ask them, how are you and God doing? What did God say to you today? And they, you give God your undivided attention because what the devil is working overtime is to get your attention to him. The devil told Jesus, Jesus, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kings of the earth. And every single day, that's what he's getting you to do, to bow down and worship him. Why? How? By worrying. By being distracted from the Father. I, oh, I want that. I, I lust after that. I'm envious over that. That's how you worship the devil. By thinking and listening to him and thinking like him and desiring what he desires. To be number one. He said in, in heaven, I want to be like God. God threw him out of heaven. All day he's trying to get you away from God. And all day you have to fight that battle. Lord, I'm listening to you. Lord, I want to love the son like you love the son. I want to love people like you love people. I want to see people like you love, see people. I want to see pain like you see pain. I want to see solutions like you see solutions. You can say this to God all day, all day, all day, and all of a sudden God's going to go, boom, he's going to use you here. Boom, he's going to reveal something to you here. Boom, he's going to make something to you clear there. And now you're walking with God. You're not just going to church. And then your life will change. Now, maybe you don't want that. Maybe you just want to come to church and go through the motions. I fear that if that's you, when you die, the Father will say, I never knew you. Because that wasn't a relationship I signed up for. God will not have a second-rate relationship with you. He just won't. He doesn't have to. He will only have a pure relationship with you. So I want to pray for you. That you would commit this week to saying, Father, Father, I want quality time with you. Let's all bow our heads and pray. When I'm finished praying, I'm going to have the campus pastors come up and do the offering in all the campuses. My altar call today is for you to go home and practice what I just said. Eyes closed, heads bowed. Dear Father, I pray as a church we would commit to quality time with you every day. I pray our hearts will be grieved when we drift too far from your presence, when we start doing too many things on our own without thinking about you, without considering your word, without considering what you're doing, what you're saying, your love for your son. Father, I pray that we will commit every morning to spending time with you. Whether we're a morning person or not, I'm a night person. But Lord, I know when I wait till the night, my day is already done. It's already destroyed. I can't afford to wait till the night. I make all my decisions during the day. I pray you would challenge us to have our time and our place, our Bible, a piece of paper and a pen, our listening heart our seeing heart, our loving heart, and that you would reveal to us what you want us to do, who you want us to be, what you want us to give, how you want us to serve, who you want us to pray for, that we will be available. And then if we start our day that way, we will continue all day walking in your presence, giving you our undivided attention, Muchas gracias, Señor, por su presencia en nuestras vidas. Thank you for your presence 
in our life. Thank you for your spirit. And I pray for the Rock Church. I pray, Lord, that we will be a people that sit in your presence like Mary. We're not distracted by a bunch of things going on, but that we realize sitting at your feet, listening to your word, is the most important thing we can do. And then the service we give will be efficient and effective and powerful for change in people's lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to call the campus pastors up, Pastor George. He's going to pray for our offering. And by the way, after he prays, we'll have our campus pa uh, pastoral support team here for prayer. Oh, by the way, um, come, come on. Uh, how many of y'all have a, a sickness or some, uh, something that you would like to be healed? In your, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Real high. Real high. Real high. Real high. Real high. Lord, I pray right now. If I can ask the people not to leave yet, service is not over. Lord, I pray right now. You are God who heals. I pray as you move around this room, you would touch people's bodies. And I pray you would heal them right now. And I pray as some will go to the doctor this week, they would ask the doctor, am I healed? They may have cancer, some disease, some virus. But they would ask the doctor, am I healed? And if the doctor says, we cannot explain what happened, but it seems to be better that they would say it was Jesus. Thank you. I want to encourage you, if um, you are, are feeling led to, to surrender your life to Jesus for the first time or to rededicate as a result of the message or you need prayer for something or even if God healed you, uh, right in your seat right now, in our bulletin there's a tear-off response card. Uh, we'd love just to follow up with you, encourage you with next steps. You can just tear it out, write your name and your email address on there. And check the box that applies to you. Uh, if you want to give your life to Christ or rededicate it or you need prayer for anything, just tear that out and drop it in the give boxes on your way out. Uh, we'd love to follow up with you. If, you. if you gave your life to Christ for the first time today, uh, you can also just text in the word SAVED to 59769. And we'll follow up with you that way. As we come to the close of our service, we, we've spent time uh, affirming God with our words and worship. We've had quality time in his presence, and now it's time to love him through our gifts. So let's give God a thank offering just to let him know how much we appreciate him. And I, as your campus pastor, I just want to affirm you. Uh, those of you that give, and we know you work hard for your money, and we're honored that you would choose to be a part of what God is doing through our church to save people, equip people, and then send them back out. Uh, we promise to work hard to make every penny benefit his kingdom and go for his glory. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for that. Uh, let's take our offering envelopes out, and I want to pray over our offering. Uh, there's giving boxes on every exit. You can also text in to give. If you're watching online, you can just click that give button and join us in this moment of saying to Jesus, we love you and we want to give to you as an expression of that love this morning. So Father, thank you for blessing us so much. You've been so good to us. You've given us your son. You've given us eternal life. You've given us grace upon grace. You've been so patient with us. You've poured your love faithfully on us day after day after day. And so today, we want to express that love back to you with our gifts, tell you that we trust you to continue being good to us. And we pray that every penny that is given today would go to further your kingdom and that would bring glory to you and put a smile on your face. So we give cheerfully, we give purposefully, we give joyfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastoral support teams down front. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you next week.
Jesus, for 